0: Holy allergies, Batman, it's time for How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the OSA Foundation Incorporated, yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you, happy to be with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the second episode of the month of May, the year 2018, and boy are we just being covered in pollen here in New Jersey. Oh, God, it's... Can you feel it? I can feel it.
1: A, a little bit. Yeah. I'm not as, um, it's worse for me in the fall.
0: Really? Yeah. It's normally not that bad. I know others who have it a lot worse right now, but I'm just, yeah. Woo. man, just, you know, back of the throat,
1: mm. upper
0: nose, just not, you're not sick. You're not suffering from a cold, but it's just enough Faces
1: swollen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're not, you're not really like- down, like, feeling, like, debilitated, you know, you're just like, oh, my God, you know, it's just a drag, man.
1: But anyway. Great way to open a a podcast. Hey, hey, you know what?
0: We do what we can. We want our listeners to empathize with us. That's true. So, speaking of empathizing with us across the way is the producer-engineer, Mr. Sean Ryan. Hello, Sean. Howdy-ho. Howdy-ho, neighbor. How how are you? Oh, well, I'm waiting for a home improvement reunion, apparently, so... Hey,
1: you know what? This is a record because this is—you've gone at least five minutes without talking about uh, Home Alone two. Oh wow! Making a Home Alone two reference.
0: I can't believe—did we make one in the last episode? But you know what? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, okay. Well, I'll have
1: to check the archives. I,
0: uh, yeah. Listen, I'm, if, if people are listening to our podcast for the Home Alone two references, God. And you've come them. to the exactly. right place. <laughs> We're doing something right. All those sponsors who want to keep advertising with us—they're just throwing their money right. right, at us, just right at us. Uh, all right, we got a lot to get to today, and uh, you know, a small amount of time to get to it. So let's get let's get right in. Um, I want to start with a, uh, a rather sad note, but uh, one that I want to uh, emphasize. Uh, many moons ago, we mentioned on the show in an episode of Good Sportsmanship or a, an addition of good sports, an, an instance of good sportsmanship. It only took me three tries, thanks, allergies. Uh, that It's uh, tough for you to humiliate. Oh, my God. I'm doing an impression of you, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Piscotti, the outfielder who was traded from the Cardinals to the Athletics during the offseason so that his he could be right. with his mother. Well, his mother passed away from ALS. Uh, it was confirmed on Monday. Uh, which, if you're listening now, could be any Monday, really. But, you know, mm-hmm. uh, she, she just recently passed away, uh, and, and our, oh. our deepest condolences go out to, to his family. Um, but uh, in his return, uh, immediately following uh, this tragic news, there was a, a, a real moment of unity when uh, Piscotti came up to the plate for his first at-bat in Oakland shortly thereafter, uh, the uh, the entire stadium knew what was up and was applauding him. Uh, the visiting Houston Astros were doing the same thing. Uh, home plate umpire Doug Eddings knew what was going on and made sure to uh, prolong the applause by you know changing baseballs, cleaning the plate, doing whatever mm-hmm. he needed to do. Uh, and uh, Piscotti acknowledged it. You could see the tears in his eyes, and he promptly then singled to right field. That's good. So... Um,
1: they they allowed they they allowed him to play the day after. Well, was it the day after his mother I, passed? I think it, I
0: think it was maybe maybe thirty six hours after, thirty six to forty eight hours afterwards. Here's the thing, um, in this type of a situation, as I'm sure we've all kind of been in that type of situation, it's up to really to the individual to determine what he or she needs in in that type of. Of instance or how they grieve exactly some people you know need time other people say well you know my my dearly departed would like me to to continue on that's what he or she would want Um, so in this instance I think he felt it necessary to get out and play to maybe take his mind off of it or something like that so um, we you know it's the fact that you know the fact that he was able to do that uh, more power to him and uh, we, w- we wish him and his family the best. And, uh, you know, we, we will always be thinking about that. And, uh, you know, that instance of being traded to, to Oakland for that to, to be the case will, will not be forgotten. I think that's a very powerful thing that, uh, that we all need to kind of keep in mind and in perspective uh, in, our, in our lives, that we have the power to, to implement certain things like that to, to help other people. So, um, okay. you know, a, you know, a, a, a big hug goes out from us to, to Stephen and his family Absolutely. for, for, for all yeah. of that. Um, moving on a couple of other things here. Uh, let's go to a real, uh, I guess you would call it a wag of the finger here. Um, so, uh, at the time of us recording this episode, we have just, uh, finished the most recent uh, renewal of the rivalry between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. And uh, as we all know, last month there was that giant brawl. Yeah, as we're all kind of just like, okay, yeah, here we go. Well, uh, thankfully nothing happened. Right. But what I wanted to uh, point out was the unfortunate nature that uh, both the MLB network and the YES network took uh, and I and I and, and and I like both networks, so you know. I, but I want to be fair. Um, you know, I need to be fair when I when I you know drop this this criticism, so to speak, or rip them a little bit. Uh, both of those networks used uh, promos that uh, really highlighted the fight and the brawl in order to attract more viewers for the game. Uh, I don't know if Nesson did this, which is the regional sports network for Boston. Uh, but I do know that uh, the MLB Network and the S Network both did this. And I'm just kind of down on them both for doing that. You know, If you want to use you know, commercials to highlight the fact that there's a big series coming up between these two historic rivals, that's fine. But to use the, the, the recent fight and, and whatnot to attract people to watch is um it's just unnecessary. It's 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 a little little lame. It's I think it's beneath professionalism. Uh it's you know to It's
1: definitely the low road.
0: Exactly. Uh and and there were so many instances of I know of like the Yankees taking the high road and yet the Yes Network decided not to do that this time around. Uh I understand why they th- saw this as an opportunity to uh try and attract more viewers but it's you know it's time to to move beyond that. you know, the players I think have moved beyond it. Um, the fans, maybe not so much. Maybe that's why we're here to try and tell them it's time to move beyond it. right. but just play uh, baseball, yeah, it's just a shame that that both of those networks used that. Um, and I like both networks. I watch both networks religiously, mm-hmm. but I, I'm just down on them for for doing that. Um, so maybe uh, maybe someone at both networks hears that and says, you're right. I'll change next time, but uh, you it's know, hard to fight money. It is, you know, it really is. So that's that. Let's uh, let's talk about something good. Great. All right. I'm, I'm all for it. All right. So uh, this is this is something that that crossed my desk recently. We're a little late on it, but still, it's worth uh, mentioning. Uh, the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference, which is a Division One. Uh, collegiate athletic conference um, had their uh, weekly uh, sportsmanship awareness campaign back in, in April um, which lasted from Monday, April 9th through Sunday, April 15th. Uh, It's uh, from an article here that says um, it's part of an initiative to emphasize sportsmanship as it relates to the ACC teams And at all ACC home competitions during Spring Sportsmanship Week, uh, every league team will showcase its continued dedication to sportsmanship by participating in a pregame handshake. Uh, In addition to the team's efforts, the conference and member schools will highlight the initiative to fans through releases, social media platforms, and official websites. Um, All spring sports will be involved in this week's initiative. Uh Yeah, campaign to recognize and promote good sportsmanship. Yeah, so it's just, and they do it during all three seasons of sports in the fall, winter, and spring. So uh, a shout-out goes to the ACC for, for doing this. Um, That's great. You know, we kind of saw a little bit of this with the uh, inaugural Little League Classic last year mm-hmm. when uh, the teams came out to shake hands after the game. Um, and we
1: talked about that at the end of the Super Bowl, right? With uh, um, who were the two in question?
0: It was Tom Brady and Tom Brady
1: and um, the backup quarterback for the Eagles? Right?
0: Oh, um, well, Nick Foles was playing, Nick,
1: wasn't he? The but wasn't he? He the, was the
0: starter in the game, but he was the backup uh, that year because right. Carson Wentz. Uh, had been injured late in the season.
1: Right. And there was a whole thing to do, what to do about them not right. shaking hands right. and and I think that something like this is you know, for large by and large can be considered ceremonial in a way, but you know, it still speaks volumes. There's
0: meaning to it. Right. Especially when it's I don't want to say it's out of the norm because it shouldn't be out of the norm, but it is out of the norm because it's and not it's, what people expect.
1: And it's unfortunate that yeah, it is.
0: exactly. But it is what it is. And, you know, although philosophically it's a shame that it's out of the norm, you practically look at it and you say, well, you know what, now is as good a time as ever to try and change that. And
1: normalize it. Exactly.
0: Yep. Um, you know, and to go along with that same story, uh, something that that uh, happened just recently. So when the, uh, when the Sixers were eliminated from the... Uh, playoffs by the Celtics. There was this thing where uh, Joel Embiid uh, did not shake hands following the game with uh, with members of the Celtics. But um, you know, the, there was a lot of gray area with that because Embiid was really like physically so worn down due to. The injury that he had sustained, the amount that he was really just draining himself each game in order to try and keep the fight going. That, you know, there were a lot of people who just kind of gave him a pass saying, like, this dude is just like, he's shot right now. You know, let him just walk off and, you know, go sit on the trainer's table. You know, so, which is, which is. A little bit of a lame excuse. It doesn't take that much to go around and shake hands with people. Right. But at the same time. To see if it's been done
1: before. Yeah. You know.
0: Does it hurt to, you know, if you don't shake hands with everybody, you know, it's so yeah, okay, it's a big, it's a big scrum. You're not going to be able to see everybody, but you you make your way through the line. You, you know, you grab the coach and some notable players and mm-hmm. whatnot, and then they say, bye, you know, and yeah. you hit the table, you know? <laughs> so. Um, speaking of the NBA playoffs, let's uh, go back to the other end of the spectrum with uh, some poor sportsmanship. This is something that I, th- I think needs to be discussed a little bit. Okay. This, this is an article uh, that came from uh, Fox 13, which uh, is an affiliate, I believe, out in, uh, in uh, Salt Lake City, if I'm not mistaken. But I could be wrong, so don't quote me. Passion.
1: Uh, don't or- worry, I won't.
0: You won't? Good. Yeah. The, tar- the title of the article says, Passion or Poor Sportsmanship? Utah Jazz fans scrutinized for incidents with NBA players. Uh, For the second time in three games, a Utah Jazz fan has made the highlight reel, though it may be for reasons unwanted. Uh, You're the worst flopper in the NBA, shouted Utah Jazz fan Jason Glad. Glad was in Houston for Game 2 of the Rockets versus Jazz series and scored a ticket right next to the Rockets' tunnel. I wasn't being vulgar or racist, I was just trying to heckle him and get in his head a little bit, Glad said of Rocket star James Harden. As a result of his heckling, Harden took a swipe at his phone, though Glad managed to hold on. It wasn't hard, and I don't think he was trying to hurt me, Glad said of Harden's gesture. It was more of, quote, hey, you're being annoying, end quote. As the Jazz and Rockets series shifts back to Salt Lake City for Game 3, the Jazz organization has announced they plan on tweaking the NBA Fan Code of Conduct, a video that plays on the team's scoreboard before every game. The uh, The video demonstrates the proper rules and behavior for being a fan. Come Friday night, the video will feature Jazz players for the first time. However, not everyone believes the Jazz fans' gestures overstepped. It comes with the territory, said one fan who loved the heckling. As professional athletes, they should know better and have a thicker skin, said Augie Bao, a Golden State Warriors fan visiting Salt Lake City on business. Glad said he wasn't trying to be inappropriate or vulgar. He was simply trying to get in Harden's head. I didn't think I crossed any kind of line, he said. I would absolutely do it again. Hmm. I don't even know where to begin because I feel like if I ever ran into this guy, I'd just be like, what's wrong with you? What is wrong? What, I mean is you you really think that as a fan you have the right to heckle people in that manner? You know, it's one thing if you're going to boo. You know, some people you know think that they by because they bought the ticket they have the right to boo. Uh, I don't think you have the right to heckle people this way. And 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 the the fact that there are this many fans who are kind of given the what's the big deal, lighten up, have thicker skin argument really drives me crazy mm. i don't I, I think that's so inappropriate. Um, you know, I know we talked about trash talking before on an earlier episode, Sean right? with, yeah, but there's a difference between trash talking between two players on the court and a fan trying to get in the head of a player
1: and here's the difference when you're you're in a state of competition and the adrenaline kicks in and you're both on the court let's say or on a field or whatever the i mean trash talking as was discussed on the show was sort of i mean built into the whole street rules concept right. of yep. basketball and to so bring that a little bit into the professional arena is, is to some degree acceptable, depending on, the, on what's said, you know. Um, but both of you are moving. Both of you are out there. Both of you are in the thick of it. A fan is not in the thick of it. Right. He's not moving around. He's not. <clears throat> he's not. I mean, in some ways, yes, as we discussed on a previous episode, fans are integral to some degree to to the success of a team financially. Right. Um, and to some degree mentally. But you got to put things into context, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't, you know, if I'm trash-talking a player and I'm not playing as well, then who am I? Right. You know, am I am I in a position to 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 say these things? And I think the answer is no. Yes. Um, you know, you're you're there to keep in mind that what as a fan, what what is your you know what is your role in all this? Your role is to to cheer for your team, to support your team, to have a really good grasp of the sport. And on basic, at least at a rudimentary basic understanding of how basketball works.
0: And to enjoy the game and the experience.
1: Right. So if you're knowledgeable about the sport, you're a better fan. Mm -hmm. Now, does that preclude, does that give an excuse for someone to heckle? No, absolutely not. In fact, you should know better if you're in that situation. If you know how the sport works. I mean, playing basketball takes an immense amount of concentration, just like any other sport. Mm-hmm. The last thing that a player needs is, I mean, yeah, there has, there's noise, but if, if, if someone's directed, you know, if someone's comments are specifically directed towards a person, that's
0: abuse. Yeah.
1: I don't care whether you're, you're making millions of dollars. That's not the point. You're still a human being right yep. so you can't you can't just it's just unacceptable in that environment you just don't you know it doesn't i mean i could see why people may think that oh we paid you know we we paid this money we 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 can we can say these things but you're not thinking about there's two sides to this coin
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know it's not just about you it's 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 a form of entertainment that is goes beyond you know just sitting and watching you're participating you're with your friends you're with you're with other people who enjoy what you're enjoying it's a camaraderie in right. a way the last thing and it's it could be uncomfortable for other fans as well i was
0: just going to say you have the responsibility to set the example for other people on what right. is acceptable behavior what if there are young impressionable kids there that mm-hmm. see this and experience this now you've basically told them indirectly guess as what as an adult you're you're allowed to do right. this and now you've just created another conflict down the road yeah so congratulations on making it worse right you know the only and i i agree with you 110% I'm going to play devil's advocate for one quick second. Sure. The only thing I will say is that James Harden probably should, if he can, have a slightly thicker skin from the standpoint of not reacting and actually hitting the guy as he tried to slap the phone out of his hand. Uh, I understand why he did it. I think it's a natural human reaction, especially after a game where you've just exerted. This was after, yeah, this you was just, after the you game? you have just exerted. Yeah. So much energy, okay? When you're that tired, your brain is not thinking properly. Right. So I'm not going to you know, say, oh, he shouldn't have done this, blah, 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 blah. I get it. Like you said, we're all humans. Right. We all act a certain way based upon how we work physiologically. Mm-hmm. It would be better, though, if he could try and not do that at least. You know, just from walk a, away.
1: From a PR standpoint. Just walk away, you yeah. know? From... from- I don't know if there did they say that there were any fines issues? No,
0: not, not nothing was said as re, as a result of this. Um,
1: I mean, I can totally see why he would do that. Absolutely, we've all been in I situations
0: mean, like that, you know.
1: But how how long has he been playing?
0: Harden's been playing for a while. He's been playing for a while. He should know better. So he should know better.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just that you know it, it, it would be better if he did not do that. Right. Uh, but let's let's think like humans and empathize a little bit that being said if we're going to look at this practically from the lesser of two evils what Harden did doesn't even hold a candle next to what these fans think is appropriate behavior
1: it's almost as if the other fans who say they have they need you know they should have thick skin it's almost worse than the original fan that said all this because you're supporting that kind of behavior right and you're 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 you, you just think, "Oh, it's just because these people are making millions of dollars, it's okay to say things that are disrespectful, right? It doesn't matter who you are. You it's basically it's,
0: it's basically saying that if you happen to be successful, <clears throat> if you happen to make a lot of money, if you happen to have a certain uh, high status, if you happen to have clout influence, all these different things, automatically, that means that if you're in the public eye as a result of this type of success, other people who are not as successful as you have the right to take you down a peg and that's that's just not the case you know that's not that's just I mean it's not even capitalism you know mm-hmm. capitalism is about you know just general competition it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with you know the you know the the you know oh you're successful then I get to throw eggs at you you know it does right. it doesn't work that way you know <laughs> It's just—I mean, not—not not that I've ever been in a situation where I've either been the thrower or the throwee of an egg, but you know, unless it's you know being made into an omelet, that's a different story.
1: I've thrown tons of eggs into a into a fryer,
0: as we all have. You know, right, in fact, I could go for an omelet right now. Sounds good. All right. Well, you and got the, eggs. I don't know. Ah, oh, these first world problems. <laughs> just can't do everything right, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's anyway, an inter-
1: that's an, that was an interesting story, though. Yeah. Kind of gives an introspective on, yeah. you know, the role of a fan um, and how players react.
0: Because with stuff that we've talked about before yeah. about, you know, we talk about what, what roles different participants play. It all comes
1: full circle.
0: And this is a perfect application yeah. of, of how you should act as a fan. Right. As an example of don't let this happen to you. Right. So now let's talk about a couple of stories that are even worse. Oh gosh! Yeah, Uh, here's these are a couple that you sent me. Oh, okay, uh yeah. This one, okay. New Hampshire youth baseball coaches plan to beam their little league their league's lone girl player into (laughs) quitting. So. Uh, quote, in another hideous <laughs> example of adults and men being absolute blank, because they used a curse word, a naughty, naughty word. Mm-hmm. The father of a New Hampshire youth baseball player says two coaches in his daughter's league conspired to have her beamed or hit with a baseball so that she would quit the league. Uh, according to uh, a report. Uh, from Foster's Daily Democrat, quote, in an email to the Oyster River Youth Association Board of Directors Chair Ben Jeans, uh, Dan Klein of Madbury alleges that two coaches said they would instruct a player to bean Klein's daughter, strike her in the head with a baseball during practice in order to intimidate her into leaving the baseball program. The conversation allegedly took place during a draft meeting to assign players to team rosters. Uh, Klein said his daughter has played baseball and T-ball since 2012 and has enjoyed it, mostly, mostly without incident. When she began playing, Klein said several uh, she had several teammates who were girls, but that number dwindled over the years as many girls her age switched to softball. Softball is a popular sport, but it's also a different sport, and some girls love baseball and want to play it. Uh, this year, Major League Baseball and USA Baseball started something called the Trailblazers Series, which is a girls-only baseball tournament to be held in Los Angeles. Uh, then there's the Breakthrough Series, a player development camp that added a girls' baseball series in 2018 to be held in Vero Beach, Florida. As much as these are designed to encourage girls to play baseball, they are also an overdue acknowledgement that girls already are playing baseball, where they are able that uh, wh- where they are able, and that many would continue to play baseball if they were there were actual you know opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. These programs are great, but they will be of limited value for a girl like Dan Klein's daughter who wants to play baseball in her community where there are apparently few other girls who've stuck with stuck with the sport and where at least some of the men in charge of the local league might be violently opposed to her participation. Uh, yeah. An 11-year-old girl sticking with her favorite sport in an environment where she is surrounded by boys and men uh, is a blank miracle uh, that a pair of men would decide the appropriate response to that Uh, Courage and enthusiasm is to crush it with physical intimidation as Klein is alleging makes makes the author uh, feel a couple of words that I also cannot say. Klein was reportedly warned about the substance of the conversation between the two unnamed coaches by another pair of coaches who were present at the meeting and were troubled by what they heard. One of the coaches who alerted Klein apparently also agreed to bring his daughter onto the team. Uh, according to the report, the chair, uh, Mr. Jeans, said uh, his organization was beginning a formal investigation into the incident as per policies and procedure and will provide a summary follow-up to all stakeholders. Uh, local police have also been made aware of the situation. Um, there was one update to the story that just said that uh, this that the original post said that the league was affiliated with Little League. It is, in fact, not affiliated with Little League International, just for clarification. Okay. Um, I don't even know where to begin, as as is the case with many of the stories we unfortunately have to bring to light on this program. Uh, the fact that, that it's
1: criminal, it is
0: criminal, it's criminal, it is it is it is criminal. Yep. To, I,
1: mean, I mean these these these
0: can we even call them human beings? I'm not. I'm I'm yeah.
1: really trying not to say the, the four letter words yeah, here, but, but to, they, these yeah.
0: these. It's assault is what it yes. is. They, they, Take baseball out of it. They belong know? in prison. Yeah. Take baseball out of it. The <laughs> fact that two people want to hit a an, a young girl for any reason is reason. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's reason that these people should not be in charge of children, to put mm. it mildly. Right. Okay. We'll, yeah. we'll save the other judgment for the court of law. Right. Uh, these people should not be around our children. Right.
1: And here's the thing too. Sportsmanship and we've talked about this is the 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 topic of sportsmanship has to be um it has to be impressed upon youth. I feel like earlier and earlier. Right. Now, you know, more more now now more than ever I feel. You know, yeah, it's important that we you know educate those in middle school and high school but these kids need to learn these life lessons and 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 these lessons of sportsmanship early yes and i hope i hope that the other teammates i i hope it wasn't all the teammates that were behind this
0: no according to this article it was it just, was just the, the two parents the two coaches which is
1: even more which is even More sad.
0: Right. But you would almost understand it, not that it makes it okay. If a bunch of other eleven year old boys said we don't want a girl on our cooties. Exactly. Right. That that doesn't make it right, but it's kind of like, okay, this is par for the course. But these are adults. Yeah.
1: I mean (laughs) and they're in charge of these children. So it's 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 just it's maddening. Um, I think that I would have liked to have seen the response of the other teammates to all this because in a way I feel what they do from here on out will speak more volumes right. than almost than what the parents do because they're sort of the, the future. And, you know, if, you know, I would love it for one of these parents to be sitting around the dinner table like with their kids or something, right? And one of their You know, their 11 year old son who's maybe on the team says, why are you doing this? Yeah. Why are you being an ass? Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. Can I say that? Well, we'll just refer uh, to it as a donkey. But like, really, why? You know. We like she. I, I would I would like to think that. The reason why she's on the team in the first place is because she can play.
0: Yeah, and she enjoys playing. And she, you know, she wants to play. Right.
1: And the and and I'm sure the the her other teammates love playing with right. her. So, why ruin something right. like that? Right. How traumatizing is it for <clears throat> not only for the girl but for the other members of the team if they found out about something like this? Right. And, I mean, I would have if I was that. I would have quit if I was another teammate. If I, you know, if I if I heard that that there was abuse,
0: I'll take my talents elsewhere. I'm like, yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. Get me out of here. I'm not this playing is for disgusting. this league. Yeah.
1: like I, I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I I hope I hope in good conscience the girl sticks with it. And I, and I and I think. She's going to be so successful if she can get through this, and and if she has this, and I have a feeling she'll have a lot of support. She'll
0: be a trailblazer, right? You know, Rich reminds me. Did you get your cootie shot this year? I did. You did? Yes. Good. Good. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm licensed to give them. Are you? Yes, yes. I do have that degree, you that certification. Well, you don't
1: just play one on TV? No,
0: no. Well, you know, you know, when you're young, they start teaching you right away that you go up to the people. And you, you use go, the mechanical pencil. Right. And you go circle, <laughs> circle, dot, dot. Right. Now you have the cootie shot. Right. So maybe so, these parents
1: you, need to, to, to get one.
0: Well, know. if they need to, they can just call me Dr. Jack Furlong.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> you can reach me at podcast at org.
1: Watch you get you get your email flooded with just
0: requests for the goodie right, shot. Well, here's the thing: I don't know if I take these people's insurance. I mean, so if they're, I mean, I, I mean, they might think they could just pay a copay, but I think they're going to have to pay the whole bill. You yeah. know, yeah. I don't have any out-of-network. These jerks. Yeah, I don't have any out-of-network benefits. <laughs> uh, I mean, but, but anyway,
1: so but yeah, but but. I mean, on a more serious note, I think that you know, just to even think of something like that uh, makes you pretty much the scum of the earth. Hard to argue against that. I mean, you know, uh, my sister play. You know, my sister is the um, she's the uh, athletic director up in upstate New York, right? Yeah, Yeah, New York and uh for for and she she leads sportsmanship um she does a lot of sportsmanship uh, programs mm-hmm. for over 80 school districts
0: a lot of districts
1: right and she she played baseball not softball she baseball, played baseball hard
0: baseball yeah
1: and um you know she's gotten her share of of grief yeah and i mean she she you know, she hasn't told me everything, but but um it's 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 a shame that, you know, I don't want without getting too political, it's a shame that, you know you know, you're 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 a girl or you're a woman and you you, you know, you should be able to play. I mean oh, great. there's just no way And that's not know, even that's not even I a mean, political no, thing. It's not. That's just it's, it's not. It's not. But unfortunately you have jerks like these two guys who are conspiring who
0: probably call themselves traditionalists. Right. You know,
1: yeah. Who are, you know, it, it just, it's just really sad yeah. when, when you're in that situation. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I think programs like the one you were mentioning sound great, you know, for promoting this sort of thing where with girls playing baseball, cause they absolutely should. And, um, you know, I funny story, really quick, and this is my. We went to um, this was when I was I first started dating Sam. Okay, this is back in two
0: thousand seven. We that's to, a long time ago. I know. Yeah. I feel old. Yeah.
1: So anyway, we it's good to, thing we got
0: that cootie shot, Continue. right? Yeah.
1: Reverse age reversal, right? Um. So we went to a carnival in Paramus, and uh, they had one of those fast pitch things, mm-hmm. right? and i and I, I don't have a fastball i i joined the club it was ter- okay. it's terrible yeah. like it's like it was like this was 10 11 years ago and i was like i don't know 40 something miles an hour that's
0: respectable Yeah, okay.
1: you know like and then this this 13 year old girl comes up right behind me and throws almost 60 65 miles an hour fastball i was like well <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Yep. I mean, if that's not reason enough right. to, you know, they can play, yes. you know, they can they can throw and it's you know, it's uh it it just uh, to, it's just to hear something like this is uh it's it's embarrassing. Yeah. And uh I hope there is Swift and Ultimate Retribution. Uh, on in, in terms of uh, legally,
0: right, right, not like you know, not oh, physically. we're going to be in you, we're going to be in no, these no, coaches, legally, it's, it's legally, just to take a step I in and say they, you have, you people have demonstrated conduct that is detrimental to this league. I mean, it's threatening, and, and, they, and they, they need you, 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 you are away. immediately removed from. You know, listen. In in our legal system, maybe you you know you can't really convict based on hearsay, right. but you you do have enough to say to these 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 parents. You cannot be involved with this league anymore. I'm right. sorry. Yeah, you know, you you have to step. You know down. what?
1: If they if they're those kinds of people, the the train's gonna come around the mountain.
0: Yep. She'll be coming around the mountain right. when she comes. So, right. Yeah. So to give cootie shots. Right. Yeah.
1: So you know they've they've got what's coming to them. You know if they if this is what they're they're like, you know, karma has its ways
0: wonder if so, uh if you go around the mountain i can accept the insurance take the copay out maybe. of network benefit i think i'm just grasping for be, straws. we have
1: there. to be we'd have to look at the yeah. uh the, the bylaws of the uh,
0: i'm telling you it's these allergies policy. man yeah <laughs> the policy statement <laughs> right all right let's get even worse now uh-huh. all right here's another one you sent me coaches and players disciplined after report of racist remarks at youth baseball game. Oh God! Yeah, this one. This was in the Southwest Side, I believe, of Chicago. I I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. Uh, southwest Side Youth Baseball League has disciplined a coach and several players amid reports that racist comments were directed at a Latino team at a game, according to parents and officials. Uh, Now, here's what's crazy, okay? Here's the statement from the Kennedy Park Little League. In accordance with the league's code of conduct, officials from Kennedy Park Little League have moved to discipline several players and a coach who were involved in separate incidents. Although the organization disagrees with some of the allegations reported, the behaviors that were confirmed do not uphold the values of our league. Let's stop right there. Okay. OK, I'm like, like I'm yeah. not even I've got a lot of other pages to get through Ooh. on this. OK, as a league, you've basically said. What happened here requires our discipline. We don't agree with it, but we're going to do it.
1: What? Why would you even say that? Why? Why? Uh, <laughs> like this comes from the top.
0: What what are you Oh <laughs> God what? Apparently what happened was this one team of, of white kids were calling this Latino team names such as Taco Boys. Um and there was another incident in the same game where uh a uh the, the coach of this team that was disciplined cursed when uh, another kid was uh, hit by a pitch. According to this, uh, the, the kids who, who, who laughed when he was hit by the pitch laughed because this kid, a Little League kid, used a curse word when he got hit. So the kids giggled. Okay? That then caused the coach to then yell at the kids. So... I mean where do we start? I mean do we even start with the idea that, you know, uh, the, the, this little league kid knows what these curse words are and says them as he's being hit by pitches? I mean, I, I listen, I'm I don't claim to be up on the the state of where we are as kids, but I was not cursing that significantly when I got hit by a pitch at that age. You know what I was probably doing? Falling down and crying. You know?
1: When I got hit in the gut uh, after throwing a, a, a knuckleball, you you
0: you projectile vomited, vomited, right? So, so you
1: weren't cursing. I couldn't. Yeah, I was committing the technicolor yawn. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if you had your cootie shot, yeah. Then
0: I wouldn't oh, have yeah. you are an
1: epic fail. I know. I didn't have I didn't have I didn't have the go around <laughs> the
0: mountain insurance. <laughs> In the words of uh Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber, wow, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> so we went from Home Alone Two to Dumb and Dumber. And I've just confirmed here that these are eleven year olds when I turned the page that uh this these are eleven year olds. Um, and, and
1: this again, not to interrupt. No, go ahead. This all goes back to teaching sportsmanship at younger and younger ages. You've got to instill in these kids, elementary school level, that it's not okay to use racial slurs when, when you're supposed to be doing something that's fun. Yep. And with kids... I mean, it's, it's supposed to be fun. Racism is not fun.
0: Right. Okay. You think?
1: <laughs> like, like, you know, it, it just... Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. And it, 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 it almost... Judging from what how that game was going with all the kids laughing at the other kids cursing and the coach yelling at the kids and the, the whole race, it sounds like it, it's, just, it's a kangaroo court. I mean, it just, what did the umpires do? I mean, did, they, did they mention anything?
0: No, they didn't mention anything. What would umpires. you have
1: done as an umpire in that situation? To be
0: completely honest with you? Uh, if you heard
1: Taco Boys. Or- I would have
0: had to put a stop to it because I've done that before. Um, it's tough. Here's the thing. Let me, let, me, let me backtrack for a second. As an umpire in this litigious society that we have right now, what you feel you should do is sometimes different than what you really can do based upon what can happen legally, okay? So we have to take that into consideration for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't necessarily have the same uh, ability to, to stop stuff like that based upon what you know where 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 you know someone could then threaten to sue you or you know it, it just gets really dicey really hairy so you have to kind of pick your battles a little bit that being said there are certain times where you have to step in i'll give you a quick story and then i'll get back to this one because i have more on it a couple of years ago i was doing a a travel game for i think 13 year olds okay it's like september it was a sunday and I hadn't worked a game in a while. Like, I, this was my first game behind the plate in a couple of months, so I haven't seen pitches in a while. And as we all know, with anything, if you're out of practice, sometimes it takes some time to get back into practice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm having an okay game. I definitely could have been better, you know, but it is what it is, especially since it's 13-year-old fall baseball. You know, you just kind of need bodies out there who have an idea of how to officiate a baseball game to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact situation, but a batter for the visiting team hits a routine ground ball to the shortstop of the home team, who I believe is the son of the coach.
1: So I say that again?
0: Okay, the the visiting team. Right. Kid for the visiting team hits a routine ground ball to the shortstop of the home team. Okay. The shortstop happens to be the son of the coach. Gotcha. Okay. Kid boots it. Like, should be a routine play. He doesn't get a single out on the play might have been able to turn to I'm not entirely sure but it's an error right the dad who is the coach starts yelling at the kid basically saying you're not going to get a more routine ball than that how do you make that error blah 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 in itself you shouldn't be saying that to a kid but it is what it is you know there's there Watching are during the game right there are be doing there that. are better ways to get that across you know maybe when the kid comes in you, you know if you're really upset at him or you see don't like his reaction you say listen Listen, you gotta have that, man. You gotta have that. And you're better than that. You know you can get that. Come on. you you know, you can you can encourage him in a way where he knows mm-hmm. he made a mistake, blah, blah blah you know. Regardless. He then drops the R word to say you are such a R word for not getting His that. His own father? His own father. You know, that, that Who's also the coach? Right. The R word, if you're unaware, deals with mentally handicapping. Someone. So I heard this. Now, parents who were behind the bench, including the guy's wife, kind of stepped in right away to tell him to calm down, blah, 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 blah. So I took. I said, okay, I'm going to do something about I have to do something about you this. You have to. But now is not the time. The inning ends. The coach comes up to me to maybe argue balls and strikes a little bit. The same coach? Same dad. coach. Okay. And I said to him, Coach, if I hear you call a Kid that again, you're not going to be around anymore. And the conversation is over now. So now he gets on the defensive and starts yelling at me, starts asking who the assigner is, basically making sure that I never work one of his games again, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, you know what? Fine. I don't care anymore. Because no no amount of money is worth it to 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 sit here and watch you use these inappropriate terms whether it's your son or not in front of all these people when you're when you are the leader of this team right that's that's completely unacceptable um the assigner then called me the next day to ask me about the incident and I told him and he said I would have tossed him right there and if you want I'll give you every single one of his games really? for the <laughs> remainder of the season uh, just so he has to look at you that's so it was pretty funny. Wow! But uh, yeah, it was. It, I mean, it's just horrible. It's just absolutely horrible. And in high school baseball, we have a you know a sportsmanship statement now where we say there will be no use of this stuff. Right. And if we hear it, you will be ejected immediately. It's just it's completely unacceptable.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, to go back to this incident, uh, this other article here uh, goes on to describe. It says uh, during the game, one of the Kennedy Park Cobras U eleven Uh, which I believe was the uh, non-Latino team, shouted an expletive as he was hit by a pitch while swinging. The West Lawn players, the Latino team, uh, laughed at the expletive. The Cobra's coach started yelling at the West Lawn Pride, uh, Southwest Pride's bench, believing that the team was laughing because one of his players was getting hurt. And the response from the coach was... uh, you know our kids were giggling because the player an 11-year-old dropped an f bomb mm-hmm. um uh the coach then started swearing and saying that uh saying they couldn't laugh at a player getting hurt uh and the problem what kind of led to this was that you know they were using that phrase taco boys before the game as they were warming up mm-hmm. and then they also alleged that in a second incident one of the cobras told his teammates during a pep talk that they were going to quote build a wall around home plate um.
1: In other words, the the apparently it kept building.
0: Yes, and apparently there there was a history of racial tension in that area. Right. Um. There was a shoving match after the game between players and coaches. <laughs> uh, oh man. After the game? After the game, yeah. So it's over. Uh, Wait, their what? coach started cursing and pointing his finger at my catcher. Uh, don't talk to my kids. Don't you, you, you don't talk to my kids. You talk to me. This is a Little League game, and we have rules to abide by. Um, well, he's not wrong. According to that. park rules, those people should have been ejected. Um,
1: I would have liked to have seen what the umpires officiating this game
0: according all right here's a statement kind of goes into the the some of the earlier statement that I mentioned here the president of Kennedy Park Little League Matt Winkler released a statement saying quote the umpire nor the coaches were aware of the situation until it surfaced online in the wake of the claims me and the league first of all that's bad grammar uh, started an investigation into the situation. So far, we've been unable to validate that the incident occurred in light of this. Coaches will be instructed to speak to their teams. We pride ourselves on being welcoming to other teams. We have a code of conduct online that we stand by. So we are not done. Uh, so we are not done investigating the situation. Uh, that to me just says you refuse to accept responsibility for this because the way that you, you know, listen, if you want to protect the umpire or other people, that's fine. Okay. Uh, But you say you don't deny that it yeah, that it it happened happened in the first place is ridiculous. You say we take you say we take these matters very seriously and we will investigate it and and appropriate and, you know, uh, appropriate action uh, will be be taken. Exactly. Exactly. Um, That's just a horrendous PR job by that little league, too. So. Wow. Yeah, this is
1: draining. Yeah, I know. I'm tired.
0: (laughs) Okay, here's another one. Now this one isn't as bad, mm-hmm. but it's something that we can talk about. Yeah. Okay. Um, thanks to uh, our good friend Gil Imber, who uh, runs the who runs Close Call Sports in the Umpire Ejection Fantasy League, and is the organist for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, we have this story. Recently, Mets third baseman Todd Frazier uh, went on record calling for umpire accountability. Uh, after uh, the Mets lost uh, a game. Uh, Let's see, he was claiming that there was a habitual problem uh, coming from everyone around the league. Quote, these umpires have got to get better. Um, So what Gil did was he went through uh, about 10 games of Todd Frazier uh, and his at-bats from the five previous games before he said this and the five games after he said this. Um, to basically say, are the umpires really to blame, or is Todd Frazier just frustrated? According to the 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 math done here, let's see here. Okay, here we go. The game right the game that happened when he when this when this when this quote came out. Frazier finished that over four, including a strikeout. Replays indicate that during his four at bats, Frazier saw six callable pitches, four of which were correctly officiated. The two missed calls both concerned call strikes off the edges of home plate, one inside, one outside, and both were the first called pitches of their respective at bats, 67% accuracy. Day before. Is that good? Umpires would like to get 90% or better. Oh, okay. Okay. But when you look at that particular game, Okay, it's one game, it's one incident, you know. Okay, and the two pitches that were that were grabbed for strikes were just off the corner for the first pitch of the at-bat. It is what it is. It could be worse. Day before, uh, let's see, Frazier had a two-for-four performance. Uh, of the nine callable pitches, uh, they were all corrected, correctly officiated, 100% accuracy. Mm-hmm. Day before that, 13 callable pitches to his at-bat, all correctly officiated 100% accuracy. Day before that, 8 for 8 in callable pitches in Frazier's at bats, 100%. Night before that, one miss out of uh all the pitches, which is 11 for 12, umpire went 92%. So, to uh to and then to round out the, the game before that, uh 16 for 17 in his callable pitches, 94%. So, the games prior to to him saying that the umpires got 93.8% of the pitches called correctly. 61 out of 65% of pitches were called correctly, which is darn good. Hmm. Okay. Um, The follow-up report following that says here... Okay, here we go. Following this, his, the, the report, umpires missed no more than one pitch per day to Todd Frazier over the next four games. Uh, they went 11 for 12 the next time he played for 92%. And the one miss, a ball that should have been called a strike to Todd Frazier was called a ball. So he actually benefited from that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. The next day, uh, umpire went eight for nine, 89%. Same thing the one pitch that was missed was in the zone and called a ball. Day after that, umpire went 9 for 10, 90%. And the day after that, he went umpire went 100%. So in that case, the umpires were 93.5% correct. And across all those games, right, and throwing out the two balls that should have been called strikes, the umpires were 97.7% efficient.
1: Hmm.
0: So Looking at this stuff, Todd Frazier, the local guy from Tom's River, is flat out wrong. He's frustrated and he has no reason to take it out on umpires. It's that simple. Um, to quote Gill himself, he says, quote, Frazier is frustrated, not in any person or group of people in particular, but in general. He was hitting 250 during the five game period of complaint he referred to. Uh, And he's been hitting 125 since. uh, Gil quotes something that he wrote back in 2014 called The Blame Game in Umpire Scapegoating, where he says, quote, when the subject says, quote, I don't trust umpire's judgment, end quote, the subject really means, quote, I don't trust my own judgment, end quote. Mm. Accordingly, quote, I don't trust any class of people becomes I don't trust myself. We mask with projection because of a conditioned response to preserve our sense of self and internalized paradigm, even when the paradigm is inherently inaccurate, outdated, or harmful. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in a similar vein, when he says it's been going on for years, he, he ended up illustrating another point. Quote, Yet sometimes players or fans may be blinded by their team loyalty and thirst for winning to such a degree that they might decry a, quote, this umpire hates us or even more extreme, Mm -hmm. quote, the league is conspiring against us mentality such that every perceived slight from the point uh, from the point this uh, thought first enters the subject's mind serves only as confirmation that, yeah, there must be a conspiracy against one's chosen team. So, Hmm. sorry, Todd Frazier. You got this one wrong. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know what? I want to say this about Todd Frazier. He comes off as a nice guy. He comes off as a likable guy. He's a local guy. Okay? Um, it doesn't seem out of character for me that things just don't add up. Um, I made this comment last year, and I, I have to stick by it. When Major League Baseball announced the Players Weekend Initiative, where... They were going to loosen the rules on what players could wear for that entire weekend. And they were going to have uh, special jerseys that looked like Little League jerseys for everybody to wear. And they were all allowed to put nicknames on the back of of their jersey and things like that. There was a little bit of an outcry from Yankees fans saying the Yankees shouldn't participate in this. Because the Yankees, A, don't have names on the back of their jerseys. And B, they wear pinstripes. So right. so to you know to, to do this kind of seems beneath the Yankees. Todd Frazier was, had recently been acquired by the Yankees at that point and went on record as saying, "I think the fans will forgive us or get, the fans will get over the fact that for three days we don't wear the pinstripes." To which I said, "Not for nothing, Todd. You've been a Yankee for two seconds. I don't really think that you have the right to make a comment on this." Yeah." You know, And I got a lot of flack from, from Twitter because of that. And I said, I'm sorry, but that's how I feel. It's just you, you don't have the right... I mean, Brett Gardner, who is the, one of the elder statesmen on the Yankees, came out and said, I'm not a fan. And tried to, to subpoena, or not subpoena, but to, to say to the league, I don't want a name on the back of my jersey. You want me to wear this special jersey? Fine. But I'm, I don't want to put a name on the back. And the league said, you have to put a name on the back. So he put his own name. He didn't put a nickname up there. Hmm. He said, This is not what the Yankees do. And, you know, it's I just think that. Yeah, I come off as a homer a little bit because I'm a Yankees fan, but it's pretty clear at this point that this is a, a complete money grab with the merchandising. Right. You know? Especially because when the when when teams wear all the other special uniforms, the money goes to really, really good causes. You know, the Mother's Day uniforms. Go to Susan Komen, you know, breast cancer research. The uh, the Memorial Day stuff goes to, um, you know, funds for families who've lost loved ones in, in in wars, you know, and so on and so forth. The money from this went to Little League, which to me just doesn't have the same clout as helping other people. Yeah, okay, so you're helping kids, all right, but. You're not helping people who who are sick and dying, you know. Right. It's that's it's mm. it's a maybe maybe it's maybe it's short sighted to say that. It just the whole thing comes off really really weird, mm. you know. So I don't want to, you know. I I, I guess the, the only thing that I can really say here about that is that I have to stick by that comment that I made a while ago about mm-hmm. Todd Frazier and, and and how that kind of comes into play with this and that. You know, I you know you got to be better than that you know you got to think a little bit you got to say i don't know man i don't think it's right to to talk this way clearly it's not as bad as some of the other stories that we've we've discussed right. but any thoughts on that
1: i think if you're you got if you've been just been acquired by a team right. you sort of i mean this isn't i mean this is you kind of have to just Keep your head down. Yeah. Especially if it's a team like the Yankees. Right. I mean he's probably thinking you kind of have to just just, you know, survey just be a part of it. You're a hired gun at this point. You know, there are keep your head down, do your job, and and you know, sort of if you're if you're if you're acquired by a team, it's up to you to sort of kind of do some little research
0: right fit in and you that's know, one of the reasons
1: and, and i don't think i mean maybe i i mean yeah we all know that i mean around here that the yankees don't put names right on the back of their jerseys um because it's it's something that's just been steeped in tradition i mean and, and you just you
0: don't really mess around with that right i mean and if, especially if you're new. Like, right. If you're well, you know, in his defense, probably he's probably thinking, I'm coming home. And he that's probably why he fit in so seamlessly, because he's Maybe. from Tom's River. That's you true. Know? But, but at the same time...
1: You're still new to right. the team. Exactly. So, lay low. Yeah. At first.
0: Final story of the day. All right? This is the one I sent you? This is another one that you sent yeah. me. Yeah. All right? And this is one where we can get into this as deep as you want. Okay? Mm-hmm. The story reads, anyone who wants to be a cheerleader now can be part of uh, of a squad at one high school in keeping with inclusivity. Inclusive. I did say that right. Inclusivity? In Inclusivity? inclusivity? Yeah. Inclusiveness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hanover Park Regional High School in New Jersey. Uh, basically what happened was uh, they changed their method for uh, tryouts for their cheerleaders,
1: but after the tryouts, right, occurred.
0: So here's what happened.
1: Go ahead. Sorry, that, I, that's quite all right. I, uh, I'm, I'm all right. jumping in because I uh, got I got thoughts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've got thoughts. I've got thoughts. Um, cheerleading at this school, like many other schools, is treated like a varsity sport. There are tryouts. There's a you know they they judge the kids. And the kids with the highest proverbial scores make the quote-unquote varsity team. The cut. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And in this case, if you don't make the varsity team, you make the the sub-varsity team. Mm -hmm. I think they call it the black squad and the white squad because Mm -hmm. I think those are part of their team colors. Mm -hmm. Um, A parent then complained because uh, the parent's kid got cut. Okay? As such the athletic director decided to change the policy. And they changed it so that anyone who wants to be on the cheerleading squad can just be part of it. All right? The reaction is that outrage ensued because some members of the squad uh, decided to show up and say, we've been working hard to make this squad, and basically now you're telling us that our hard work doesn't mean anything. This one student, Stephanie Krueger, told the school board, quote, I tried my hardest and she was wiping away tears while this was happening. Now everything is going away because of one child who did not make the team and their parent complained. So now all my hard work has been thrown out the window. And thus they asked the school board to reverse the decision. Uh, Some parents told uh, this news report that uh, when they complained about the new policy, the principal threatened to disband the squad altogether. That has since been updated and said at no point was that ever an option. So ultimately, they decided that, you know, they had the hearing and they're going to make a determination at a later date as to what they're going to do. But the big question here is, let's take cheerleading out of it for a second. Because I think that's a separate issue altogether. Because I know you could have the debate about is cheerleading a sport? How do you go about it? You know, it's I'm not I'm I don't think that that's the that's the issue here. Okay, let's look at this in a vacuum from the standpoint of what do you have the responsibility to do for high school age students with regard to including as many kids as you possibly can. You know, because on one hand. You want to make sure that the kids have the best possible experience, okay? You absolutely want that to happen. On the other hand, real life does not work this way, okay? You have to understand that there's going to be disappointment in life. Where's the happy marriage there? My initial thought is that, you know, there is that level of why we have you know, the varsity and the sub-varsity teams and whatnot. Um, but due to this new inclusive policy, now instead of putting the best kids on the varsity team, they're saying we're going to put all 11th and 12th graders on, the t- on that team. doesn't matter how good you are. Which in a way is almost like what, to a certain degree, you're trying to do as it is within these varsity rankings. You know, more often than not, the upperclassmen are on the varsity team, and the lowerclassmen are not. Right. And the lower, you know, if a lowerclassman has the ability to play on the varsity team, then that kid might come up and play. Then you get into the question of does that kid deserve to play above a kid older than him? You know, does that kid have give us a better chance to win? You know, Mm -hmm. or or you know, is he just going to sit on the bench? In which case, it's better that he just go down to the sub varsity and play so that he can play. You know, well,
1: I think the most important thing to to take of this is that uh, to take out of this is that you devalue the organization in a Mm -hmm. way by making it by making it so that you don't have to try out for it. Right. You know, you you're 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 lessening its value and saying, oh, anyone can do it. Right. So it's not as You know, it's not as much of an accomplishment if you make the squad. Right. So I think that can be applied to anything. It could be applied to sports. It could be applied to music. It could be applied to any group where you have to audition or try out to be a part of. Right. So in this case, I think what they should do is sort of kind of go rescind that and say, you know, make, make, give everyone the option, give everyone... The option to audition, make that open to everyone and make it more uh, inclusive with regard to that. But um, I think in general, you know, you you should rescind. I think they should rescind that uh, all-inclusive.
0: Could we agree on the story I told many moons ago about what I did with the audition with the jazz ensemble? Yes. I mean, is that the best way to go about it, I yeah. think, in the situation is to say, look, if you think you had a bad audition, okay, a bad tryout.
1: Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Right. So, and, so. and the other thing is, too, they changed all this after the tryouts already occurred. Right,
0: right. So that's
1: even worse. Right.
0: And you know what? And let's look at it this way, too. There are also certain extenuating circumstances that may come into, certain, into play depending upon what's happening. If this is a twelfth-grade girl who didn't make the top squad, is it going to kill you to put that girl who wants who wants should have a good experience in her last cheerleading experience in high school on the top team? If that girl is a ninth grader and she just doesn't make the cut, why? You know, who? She's got three more years after this. Who cares? You know? So I mean, I I know that's kind of a of a grotesque way of looking at it, but. You do seniority I, is something you do have to consider, but it, it,
1: it, it should be done so very judiciously. It's
0: a factor, but it's not the end all be. Right. You know? And and I think the other thing, too, here is, you know, I didn't want to put the, the spotlight on what cheerleading is as a sport, but l- let's look at it from the standpoint of how competition works, too. Competition in cheerleading is more of an adjudicated sport Whereas, you know, an on-field sport requires you to actually execute and defeat the other team. So, again, not that we have the precise answers to this, but, you know, if a baseball coach tells me that putting this kid gives him a better chance to win if, if this kid plays, I kind of get that a little bit more because there's a, there's a way you win and a way you don't, right. you know. In something like this, which is kind of subjective, there's there, that guarantee is not there. You could put the best kid in there. It's still up to the judge to say, I liked that. Right. You know? So I guess the point there is, is that there's a lot, just a lot of gray area.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I'm not sa- trying to say that cheerleading isn't a sport. I just think it's a different type of sport because of the way it's kind of like figure skating. Mm-hmm. There's a certain way it's adjudicated. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously they're making changes to that in the Olympics and yada, yada, yada. but it's just the nature of it is different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, I, get, I think we can also agree that changing the policy based on one person is also kind of an overreaction. Right. If you had multiple people overreact, then maybe, or no, I shouldn't say overreact. If you had re-examine people, your audition process, right. If you had multiple people say this isn't fair, that's a different story. When one person complains, you you decide to make a change. That to me seems something's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know. Again. You're coming from. This is coming from a guy who wants to be all inclusive as best as possible. Okay, I'm trying to think as fairly as I possibly can as to what people should or should not be able to do, and I and I go out of my way to make sure that that happens. Right. Um. That being said, there's no black and white way of of looking at this, and I think it's up to people, not just in this situation, but in every situation where this type of thing can happen, where to say. What's the best way to go about this? What you know, how do we give these kids the best possible experience and yet, you know, allow them to understand how the how the real world works? And yeah. I think I think we I think we've agreed that there's you know there's a way to do that. Right. You know, the prove me wrong thing. Yeah. You know, say, come out for a second audition or a second tryout. Right. Show me that I was wrong. What's it gonna what's it gonna take? A couple hours max yeah. for a tryout? You know, for some people it takes fifteen minutes. Right. Come on. I well, thought that discussion would go longer, but we've uh, we kind of solved it real quick. Yeah, yeah I think so. Man, I think we should come up with more uh,
1: topics like this for a putt. It's it's future.
0: a very interesting topic because we have an applicable situation right. that, that has, you know, it's not just a philosophical thing. It's, this happened. Right. Let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, if it was just philosophical, it might go on the blog, but this is right. an applicable thing that just happened. Right. So, I think we covered a lot of great. We ground. did. This is a good episode. Yeah. We got a lot of st- got a lot of stuff done. Mm-hmm. So um I thank you, Sean, for your for your help as always. Thank you. And um, as always, you can uh, email us podcast at Facebook.com slash OSIP as Twitter is at OSIP hashtag how you play the game. Always can go to OSIPFoundation.org for more information. Uh, be sure to uh, stay in touch with us. Comment on social media. Send give us emails. Stars. Give us stars, ratings, subscribe. The whole thing. We want to hear from you. We want this to be interactive. So please be sure to check us out. Check out some of the great things we're doing. We have got a lot of new programs we're rolling out. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Great. But um, that's about it. You're gonna give me a hug? I might. I might reach across and I'm just I'm talking with my hands because I'm okay. Italian. So okay. So until next time, thank you everybody, and uh, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan, music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit OSIPFoundation.org. If you're interested in advertising on How You Play the Game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org.